0: weird podcast i'm emily i'm melissa i'm Kat. and tonight we are very excited to be inviting a listener on you may recognize him from our holiday episodes recently he contributed to uh the fan videos please welcome billy hey billy
1: hi hi everyone hello
0: So we're so excited to have Billy on for this episode where we're talking about Secrets of Sulphur Springs and the uh, second season of the Are You Afraid of the Dark Revival? Because Billy is very into modern Disney Channel. Is that correct, Billy? Would you yeah, say that's true? Um,
1: yeah, that's pretty much true. I watch, well, not all the shows, but a few of them. So
0: Just before we get started, uh, you want to tell everyone how you got into So Weird?
1: Yeah, I um, saw like a video. I think it was Miss Mojo. There was like a video, and they like it was mentioned. I think it was like shows to be brought back, and I. And then I like saw there was like full episodes on YouTube, but then I just kind of forgot about it. So then when Disney Plus came out, I saw that it was on there, and then I was like, okay, so now it's time to watch it.
0: <laughs> so the first time you watched So Weird was when it was on Disney Plus. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> we love to hear about people discovering the show in the last couple of years. And you're not the only one. But um, mm-hmm. thanks for being so involved in our fandom.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: That's awesome.
0: As I said, we will be discussing Secrets of Silver Springs and Are You Afraid of the Dark? But um, to start, I thought we'd get into a little bit of the latest So Weird news. So some of you guys... Uh, who might subscribe to us on iTunes or through Spotify, may be thinking, I haven't heard from these guys in a while. What's going on? Well, actually, we have been putting out um, some material lately, but you may not have caught us because it was on YouTube or uh, we we, uh, advertised what we were doing on social media. So just a general reminder to follow us on our social media pages. We're on Twitter. It's so weird on Disney. Um, And we're on YouTube as well. If you search for the So Weird podcast, you will definitely find us on there. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash soweirdondisney, as well as Tumblr, .tumblr soweirdondisney.tumblr.com. And we're also on Instagram.
2: So uh, what have we been doing lately? (laughs) Um, There was the reading earlier that I was not actually involved in. His tests and all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even before
0: that, we did a live chat, uh, yeah. Which the live really chat fun was really fun on Maybe YouTube, do those more often.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think so. We've done a couple live chats now over the last year. Um, the latest was, I guess, a couple weeks ago, and we got together with fans. Um, and Sean just Wiseman about, showed up, that was really cool, yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. And also, we just kind of talked about what our plans are for, you know, future episodes for the podcast and got some input from other fans. It was it was a really fun time. And uh, again, thank you to everyone who showed up for that. Actually, one of the ideas we talked about was doing script readings for some of the episodes for the scripts that we have uh, accumulated over the years. So I guess was it last week? Mm-hmm. so Patrick's last Day. week yeah. yeah we had our first script reading and we uh read the script for banshee and cat was our fee during that mm-hmm. which was awesome she did a great mm-hmm. job and so, uh, was grandma
3: kathleen
0: with her perfect <laughs> yeah, I irish accents oh I, no 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 no! don't go that far uh, <laughs> but how do you feel about it cat how do you feel about doing that It was
3: so much fun and such a great way to re-experience the show, especially since it wasn't the script that we see performed. It was like the original script with the original idea of
2: V sacrificing her life for her grandpa. I thought that was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to watch it. I just have not had the energy to watch it uh, lately. Well, it was definitely fun.
0: It was really cool because we did it live on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So fans were uh, listening in and commenting as we went along and talking about uh, the changes that were in the script from what actually aired on the show. We had two listeners on to uh, take on some of the roles. So Patrick from Behind the Ears and uh, Behind the Magic, that's his new name for his channel. Um, He was on as Grandpa. And another fan and listener was on as molly and they both did an amazing job we're really excited about this um, this idea and a lot of fans seem to enjoy it so that's why you should be following us on social media because that's how we're going to get the word out about the script readings and that's how we're going to uh you know let people know that we're looking for people to fill the the roles in the script so you all may end up being involved, you may get to play someone when we read the scripts if you'd like.
2: Also, the Discord, I don't think you mentioned that.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll post the link to our Discord in the description on YouTube so people can find us on there. And yeah, we do have a discussion going on with other fans on there, it's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, there have um, actually been a lot of people joining there lately.
0: Yeah, I think that we did send out the link recently on Twitter. So otherwise, there have been updates to the So Weird forum as well. I was able to buy the script for Nightmare on eBay, and you can find the script on our forum. Um, We also have scripts for some of the other episodes now. Uh, We have one, a new one for Family Reunion that Derek, one of the listeners, shared with us. So definitely check out the forum as well. We keep updating it when we get new information. Oh, and John Cooksey has been tweeting, and it's been a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> what has John Cooksey been talking about?
2: Uh, his rewatch is so weird.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we finally got him went mentions. back to it and saw the entire yeah. thing, and my heart—he is tweeting about it—hit me so hard in the feels.
0: I know, especially when he talked about watching Rebecca and he said that it made him cry and he actually had to stop watching. Oh, mm-hmm. I understand. I remember in our yeah. interview, he didn't realize he didn't realize that was a fan favorite. And I'm wondering now if he understands why it is. <laughs> yeah. He also shared with us the twin code that Rachel and Rick have in the twin episode. So, you know, we've been trying to piece that together for years, and then John Cooksey one day is just like, "Hey, here it is." So, yeah, uh, we should, now
2: we, we just, have, like emailed him and asked him for it. He <laughs> would have given it to I us. <laughs> Well, we fucked him about it so much over the years. I remember a couple years ago, I was uh, in a public speaking class, and I was actually my first my first uh, speech in that class was um, basically about so weird and how it influenced my life. And I actually asked him if I can uh, get some anything about the show and like use as like a prop. And he sent me so much stuff, and I'm like, I should email him all the time.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I think at some point, maybe we started feeling like, oh, we're bugging him. (laughs) He doesn't get that impression at all. He is so generous, but, you know, we have asked a lot of him. (laughs) So, but... He you can also, tell he
3: still loves the show so much.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mentioned watching Twin and how he his feelings about not being able to give us the ending that he had planned in the season three he had what? planned. But he did
3: share with us
0: that mm-hmm. ending
3: that they originally wrote.
0: And another thing that he shared with us, is that he thinks he has a VHS copy of the original ending somewhere in his storage
2: closet. How do we feel about this? Because when I heard, I started um, to kind of freak out.
1: Yeah, that's, that's big. The
2: chances of us actually seeing it someday have exponentially grew. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, basically, when I heard, I was like, John, you know what? I will fly to wherever your storage closet is. I will help you clean it out because it sounds like he's just like, it's in there, but I don't know how I'm going to find it. And it's like,
3: we're going to go, go treasure th- hunting as soon as the pandemic's over. Yeah. will <laughs> help him out. We'll help
0: him set up a garage sale. Mm-hmm. That is so exciting to me and just gives me a little bit of hope that maybe we'll actually see that someday. Even though, I mean, we've been doing this for almost five years now. We still have stuff to talk about um, related to So Weird and new information we're getting. And it's just really exciting. So that's our little our little update on what's going on in the fandom. But anyway, tonight we wanted to talk about two shows that I think the So Weird fandom might be interested in.
2: Um, mm. And
0: I guess we'll start... First, with Secrets of Sulphur Springs, because that is a Disney Channel show. At one point, it was being described as Disney Channel's first sci fi mystery series by Entertainment Tonight. So, obviously, this pertains to So Weird fans, <laughs> 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 because, um, yeah, that's not true. But it definitely does have similarities to So Weird. I think we can all agree
2: on that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: all of us have watched it, so go ahead, Melissa.
2: It's (laughs) actually kind of insane how many uh, similarities it has. It's so weird. It's not, like, in every episode. Like, I think the similarities kind of dip off around maybe episode uh, four or five and then come back in full force by episode nine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... um. It was really fun to watch and try to, like, scour the ca- the crew and see if there's anybody who worked on So Weird, because I'm convinced everybody there was a fan. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it, somebody mm-hmm. had to work on there, but no, nobody did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess before we get into the actual show, I wanted to go into the history of the show and how it became developed, because I think that's relevant to SoWord fans, too. So we actually first became aware of the show uh, on the podcast all the way back in June of 2019. Someone sent us a link to an article from Deadline that had been uh, written May 7th, 2019, And back then, the show was just called Sulphur Springs, not Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Actually, it was originally developed as a pilot, a potential pilot for Disney Channel. But then it was pitched to Disney Plus and was given a cast contingent series order. So basically, they had to go on a search for the cast. And if they couldn't find who they wanted, um, then Disney Plus wasn't going to pick it up. And in fact... They tried to cast this for the show for uh, several months. They weren't getting any results. So the show was sent back to Disney Channel. <laughs> and then casting continued. I guess something that kind of interested me from this article was that it, they describe Sulphur Spring, Secrets of Sulphur Springs as stranger things like supernatural drama for the younger set. Um, do we think that's a fair description? I think so, because yeah.
3: that is the modern day equivalence to like the X-Files and how So Weird always got compared Mm -hmm. to the X-Files at the time. Like Stranger
2: Things is like the supernatural show of this time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: I've never actually seen um, Stranger Things, so I can't really give a judgment. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I've I've been watching Dark on uh, Netflix. I don't know if you all have seen Dark, but I have to say that I think Secrets of Sulfur Springs is more like dark than it is Stranger Things. And I'm not going to get into why because it's kind of spoilery for dark. But yeah, I've just been watching it the last week and I'm like, wow, I feel like I just watched this <laughs> in <laughs> Secrets of Sulfur Springs. But anyway. Yeah. Um, to continue, so that article was written May 7th, 2019. We brought it up on the podcast in June of 2019, and we were all like, huh. Cool, this kind of sounds like something, like they're moving towards doing something. It's kind of similar, just so weird. That's good. And then October t- 2019, Disney Channel picked up Sulphur Springs Pilot uh, to series with an 11-episode order. And um, we found out in that article that the show was created by Tracy Thompson, who has written for several different soap operas, like General Hospital, On My Children, um, and The Young and the Restless. And she also has written and executive produced for Secrets of Sulphur Springs. So she's not just the creator. Um, And then the executive producer and showrunner, Chuck Pratt, has also written for a variety of soap operas, and he's pretty well known in the soap opera community. Here's another interesting quote. (laughs) From this article from Deadline. It's uh, from the VP of Original Series uh, on Disney Channel, Jonas Agen. They say Sulphur Springs is a truly genre bending mystery that will help redefine the types of stories we tell on our network. It's a chilling, heartfelt, funny adventure that we can't wait for our audience to tune into. And I just thought that was really interesting that they're hoping the show will help redefine the types of stories we tell on our network. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, when So Weird aired, it felt like the network redefined itself after So Weird went (laughs) over air, And now they're redefining. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're redefining themselves again with this new show. How do you feel about that, Billy?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because um because so weird is such a you know big thing you know for the network and then they moved on to sitcoms for a while but and then now they're going back to this style which is really cool to see
0: yeah and you know i think part of the what he was they were saying about the redefining the types of stories we tell i know that in one of the articles i found Uh, It mentioned that basically they wanted to have a serialized television show, which hadn't been done on Disney Channel before, apparently. Uh, And (laughs) that's what they got from Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Um, And we can get into that more. So then there was another quote uh, in the now infamous Entertainment Tonight article, at least in my mind. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We also got a quote from Tracy Thompson, the um, creator of Secrets of Sulphur Springs. As a parent, I know the challenge of trying to find something everyone in the family will enjoy watching together. The idea behind Secrets of Sulphur Springs was to create a show that isn't too scary for younger viewers, but has enough to for older kids and even their parents guessing. With Mm -hmm. endless twists and turns, Secrets of Sulphur Springs is a spooky, fun adventure that will have the entire family on the edge of their seats. Which I again find interesting because... (laughs) Something we've talked about on this podcast uh, is how So Weird was something that parents and their children could enjoy.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, you can basically, like, put So Weird in the place of the Sulphur Springs and that, and it would be a fitting review for So Weird as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, when I saw this article, I I was getting pretty excited uh, about the potential for this show. I saw another interview with the creators on SoapCentral.com. Chuck Pratt, um, who was the uh, showrunner for this Secrets of Sulphur Springs, said in the Soap Central article... Tracy had come up with characters and situations that were just right for secrets and lies. And the parents, it was kind of essential for me that the parents have a bit of a story arc and be attached to the central mystery, which was completely tied in when we went forward. That was probably the easiest thing for us and the most difficult thing for Disney Channel to relate to. But they totally believed in us and they loved the results. Again, find that that really telling. Like, the fact that yeah. that
3: was something so difficult for Disney to do. And that does show in what they've been producing since So Weird. And how every
0: show seems to portray the adults as bumbling idiots. hmm <laughs> And, you know, one of the things we've talked about over and over again on the podcast is how great So Weird was for, you know, developing the adult characters as well as the children. So, again... Hearing this quote, I was just like, I am all ears. This sounds really interesting. So that is the history of the show. It's time to get into our review. (laughs) We'll start with a little synopsis of the show. Uh, The show is about a boy named Griffin whose family moves to uh, Louisiana. His dad has bought a, a, a supposedly haunted hotel called the Hotel Tremont, It's believed to be haunted by the ghost of a girl named Savannah who disappeared 30 years ago. And they emphasized 30 years ago like it's a long time ago, but I'm 30 years old. But anyway, so he meets up with a girl named Harper and they become friends. She kind of wants to investigate the hotel And during their investigations, I believe this is in the very first episode of the show, they find a portal to the past. General thoughts about the show. What were your first
2: impressions after viewing this? Okay, initially, uh, first episode, as well as, like, a second episode, I got major fee vibes from Harper, and uh, also... I kind of compared uh, Griffin a little bit to Jack as well as Annie. I don't know. It just seems like they, it's he's like a combination of those characters in a way, especially very early on. And mm-hmm. I just love that dynamic where uh, Harper was like all in, and then Griffin, he was. Definitely resistant to um, believing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So definitely picking up on the so weird vibes in, the, yeah. in the first uh, viewings. What about you, Billy? How did you feel about the uh, show?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I was like, after watching it, since on Disney Channel, they had the, like, they kind of, they took the first three and just, like, combined them, so it was a bit different, but it's really cool to see, like, this, you know, this, like, so weird like coming back and like away mm-hmm. but um and it's really like does keep you on like the edge of your seat kind of because it's very like like what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. yeah I really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah
0: yeah And you cat you just wr- watched it recently and actually yes. your viewing experience has been different from the rest of us because you were able to binge the show yes. yeah so the
3: reason why I held off so long is because I had really low hopes for this show just because I don't trust Disney Channel like Mm -hmm. I've been festering a grudge against Disney Channel ever since they took so weird off the air I have beef with Disney Channel it's Mm -hmm. not going away Mm -hmm. but my overall impressions with this show is that it's so much better than I was expecting I went into Mm -hmm. it thinking okay Haunted Hotel this is probably going to be like some hokey corny version of Tower of Terror but it wasn't it felt mm-hmm. more like the beginning of Hocus Pocus where the entire Town or at least the kids Take a ghost story for face value And they're like oh yeah it's true and absolutely Everybody believes it except mm-hmm. the main character
1: Which
3: I, I love Hocus Pocus so this is right up my yeah. alley
1: mm-hmm. and
3: the entire storyline, it's interesting enough to keep your attention going and keep you guessing even when you're above the target audience. I didn't watch it alone. I watched it with my older sister, and she got completely sucked into it as well. My initial plan was to just watch a couple episodes a night, but then she got really into it and was like, let's keep going. I, I'm into this. So mm-hmm. we into two sessions instead. Mm -hmm. But every episode does leave you wanting to see more. And I was disappointed when I got to the ending and realized that's it for now.
0: I know that that finale was a good one. And we'll get into that Mm -hmm. later. Um, We'll talk, we'll get into some spoilers later, but we'll warn you all. And we're going to start getting into Mm -hmm. that. So for me, I also watched the premiere, which was three episodes in one. And yeah, I just... I was surprised by how much I liked it. I I kind of went into it like you, Kat. I was I was a little skeptical despite all of the, the quotes I'd been saying that were interesting. I was just like, ah, I don't know. Let's keep my hopes low. Uh but honestly, you know, there hasn't been a lot to watch in the pandemic or a lot to do. But it got to a point where, you know, I was watching WandaVision and Secrets of Sulfur Springs on Friday nights. Where, you know weeks in a row mm-hmm. and it was so fun i would anticipate not yeah. just on a but actually watching secrets of sulfur springs because mm-hmm. all of the episodes end on some kind of cliffhanger they introduce new clues um and you're just trying to figure out what's going to happen next and i even cheated out some of my predictions and they were like fails kind of <laughs> but honestly it was a fun show to watch with my sister both way above the target audience, you know, and just kind of speculate about what was going on with the ghost and Savannah and the the shady adults. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, is there anything else we want to say that's you know spoiler free? What kind of similarities would you say the show has with *So Weird* that are so- spoiler free? I- I-
2: I don't think I can get into it and not have spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got yeah. a few that are pretty spoiler-free. Okay.
3: So, so I agree can. with Melissa that at first griffin does come off a lot like jack where he's kind of skeptical the logical one who needs to test theories he does not take the time travel at face value he needs to test it to make sure it's legit before he accepts it and i was just like oh little baby jack that's exactly what you (laughs) would do and harper is definitely the fiona of the show she's Uh driven to solve mysteries even if she has to run away off run off, disobey her mom to do it. And her family life is reminiscent of the Phillips. She has a brother, although this one's younger than she is. And a single mom and her dad passed away when she was young, just like V. And then her Hmm. mom, Jess, reminds me so much of Molly. Still torn up over losing her husband after all these years, keeping secrets about her past because she worries about her kids getting hurt. She's a bit more overprotective, discipline wise. Like, I don't think I've ever seen Molly actually punish V for like running off or sneaking out, unless you Mm -hmm. count the possession by Brick Rue, which she was confined to her room for an episode. (laughs) But. Just gives off Molly vibes. She even calls Harper yeah. baby all the time, and every time she does, I'm like, oh, Molly, <laughs> Her spirit lives yeah. on.
2: Yeah, I happened to uh, watch the rewatch the first couple of episodes over the weekend, and uh, yeah, I don't know why I didn't see the Molly uh, dress connection. Um, before, maybe, because I was, like, paying too much attention to her, like, past self. But, um, yeah, when I was re-watching the first couple episodes, I totally saw the connection. I'm like, why didn't I see this before?
0: I guess, you know, some other non-spoilery things I thought were kind of reminiscent of So Weird uh, so Harper and Griffin kind of have their own best investigations going on. And then there are two younger kids on the show uh, named Zoe and Wyatt, who are twins. And they are also doing some sort of investigations as well. They kind of reminded me of Maggie and Miranda <laughs> from the Strangeling episode. They just had the same energy, the yeah. same enthusiasm. They're cute, but to a point, you know, <laughs> and, um, you're just not really sure that their investigations are actually going to bring up anything real. <laughs> but, um,
3: it's really funny that you saw the twins and your mind went to Maggie and Miranda for So Weird. Because for me, my take on the twins was that they reminded me a lot of Augie and Ava from Girl Meets Worlds. And I know that in Girl Meets World, Augie originally was not supposed to exist. Riley was supposed to have an older brother, but then Disney made them change it because they wanted the show to appeal to a younger audience. And I feel like the twins function the same way in the show, where they're the characters who are clearly there to get a younger audience to engage with the show. I'm like, yeah, they're cute, but we could cut them out and I would not care at all.
0: I I kind of feel the same way. Um, They they don't get on my nerves too much, but uh, I agree that they're they're there to appeal to the younger crowd. You feel the same way, Billy? Pretty much. I mean... Yeah, so at the beginning, you know, I was looking for those so weird similarities. Like, oh my goodness, every little thing. I was like, oh, that's kind of like the So, um, you know, Harper's style in the early episodes, she is actually wearing UFO earrings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a few episodes, actually. She has some of the classic pigtail buns that I always associate <laughs> Fee with Fee. Yes. <laughs> yeah and she even wears butterfly clips with the pigtail buns in an episode. Someone in the the clothing department or the the makeup department, whoever does that, the hair department. There we go. Yeah, they're they're trolling me. They know that someone's looking for this kind of stuff. But um but yeah, I agree. It, as time went on, there were, there were some episodes where I was like, eh, yeah, it's kind of doing its own thing. But then the so weird similarities popped up more at the end again.
3: All right, so a few other similarities I noticed pertain to, like, the special effects or the situations that they're in. Like, I forget which episode it was because I binge-watched, so they all kind of blur together. But one episode has the effect of ghostly footprints, and it totally reminded me of Grave Mistakes.
2: Like, Mm. Annie
3: faces the exact same thing. And then mm-hmm. there's another message given to the mom through the dusty mirror, right. exactly like mm-hmm. me in Strange Geometry. Yes. And there's a scene that takes place at a lake that did make me think of Bon Fishing, where Annie finds out that there's a lake that people once lived in. It's not too similar, but just
2: the whole, the fact that there's a lake there kind of right. brought back mm-hmm. similar vibes to me. Yeah, and also, um, in the very first episode, I don't know if anybody else was also expecting faces to be popping out of those walls when they were walking down that really long hallway, but uh, for some reason it just gave me strange geometry vibes. I was totally expecting the walls to be stretching in (laughs) like it was with me. Also,
0: the characters do investigations kind of like Fee on the Internet or um, on the microfilm (laughs) at one point even uh, that just gave like major so weird vibes of Fee doing research of things that were happening in the past.
2: Yeah, that scene specifically reminds me of the episode uh, "Family Reunion" actually, where he is going through the pictures of uh, the boat uh, crash, yes. and it comes across the ghost boy and mm-hmm. zooms in on him. It's like it's
3: him some of the basement scenes in the first episode or two really gave off family reunion vibes with the blue lighting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The uh, first episode, there were actually a few other things that reminded me of uh, so weird. Like the opening A scene uh, where Griffin like shuts his laptop and looks out the window into the lightning. It Mm -hmm. just reminded me of a similar scene in Lightning Rod. Yeah, so there's lots of so
0: weird similarities. Um, I think at first when I saw the Entertainment Tonight had advertised it as, oh gosh, the first sci-fi mystery series. And also, you know, just the advertising that I had seen for the show. I don't remember how I saw it. Maybe I searched it out. But it made it seem like there's all this spooky stuff going on. But, you know, I felt kind of skeptical about that as the show went along, like I really felt like it wasn't going to build up to anything uh, at one point. Like I felt like, Oh, these, this could all be explained away. Like a Nancy drew mystery, you know, where there's like some spooky ghost haunting and, Oh yeah, it's really just bad lighting or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I would say that actually, and I mean, it's not spoilers, but you, you'll be surprised You mm-hmm. if you're, of that same mindset that I was in—that this isn't going to be, uh, you know, anything supernatural in the end, I guess. Yeah. Anything else we want to say, <laughs>
3: non-spoilery? Griffin and Harper use code names, and their code names are
2: my favorite thing ever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved that too. I don't know if this is a spoiler. It's not like spoilerly to the plot. Um, but in the first episode where Griffin is uh, talking about uh, Savannah, like, I don't know who she is. The way she, like, looks up the photo on her phone and shows it to him is, like, so modern day fee <laughs> Like, I can see her doing that. Yeah,
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, just some other things real quick about the show in general, not necessarily so weird. But, you know, at one point, I was kind of getting a little antsy watching the show. And I know I'm an adult, so I could pick up on things maybe a little quicker than some of the kids watching. But there was a point about midway through the show where I felt like there was something the kids weren't picking up on. And, uh, you know, I wasn't sure if they would pick up on it until the end of season one. Uh, And then the plot actually progressed very quickly once they figured it out, what was going on. So I guess I would say there is a little part in the middle of the show that feels a little slow to me. Overall, we all enjoyed it, I guess. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Loved it so much. So I guess we'd recommend it to anyone. I don't know. Who would you recommend this show to?
2: Literally Everybody. (laughs) Especially here is so weird, man. Even if people
3: who were fans of Hocus Pocus, Tower of Terror, anything of like the family friendly creepy vibes, like this show's for
2: you. I was actually telling my roommate she should watch it, but I don't think she started it yet, so maybe (laughs) one of these days I'll get her
0: started on it. One other thing I would just say is that, um, you know, a good thing about the show is that it seems like it's doing well in terms of rankings. According to Deadline, uh, Secrets of Silver Springs ranks as the number one series across all basic cable with girls six to eleven. So that's good. If you're a so weird fan, even if you don't want to watch this show, um, as I mentioned on our live chat, we should hope that this show does well. If you have any interest in a so weird reboot or whatever any sort of uh, continuation of So Weird, because the the similarities are very apparent, uh, and they're so apparent that Disney Plus actually included So Weird in the suggested shows section for Secrets of Sulphur mm-hmm. Springs once it premiered on Disney Plus. And they didn't do that. They didn't include So Weird in the suggested section for any other program on Disney Plus. You know, even if you aren't interested in checking it out, let's all just... Hope that this show continues to be successful. If you would like to skip over the spoilers for our Secrets of Silver Springs talk, skip to the 50-minute mark. So now we're going to get into the spoilers that we've been wanting to discuss this whole time but have had to hold off on. So uh, what do we have to say? What's the first thing you want to talk about? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, the fact that... That this show heavily implies that Jess
3: and or Ben committed murder as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, Molly can't be a recovering alcoholic because that's too big of an issue for Disney. But murderous parents are fine.
2: Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Like,
3: this is where it gets dark. Like, it kind yeah. of surprised, exceeded my expectations and how dark the show would go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The drama with the adults is right. just not something you're used to seeing on Disney Channel. No, to be I fair, am. I haven't watched a lot of Disney Channel in recent years. I did watch Girl Meets World, but now that's several years ago. But, but you know, yeah, I totally agree. I was surprised by that. I was surprised by uh, the implication that Ben's wife, I can't remember her name. Sarah. Sarah. She seemed to think that Ben was having an affair with Jess. You know, like, very heavily implied. So, you know, stuff like that really took me back. Yeah, I feel like that was fodder for older
3: viewers like us. Like, the question of, ooh, are Ben and Jess going to have an affair? Like, that feels like a subplot for the adults. Mm Because I have spent a good part of the show, like, speculating on that. Because it really felt like Sarah was ready to divorce his ass at one point.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) We haven't gotten nearly as much character development for Sarah as we have for any other adult in this show. So she could just be written off the show and no one would
0: care. Yeah. I mean, I understood her viewpoint. He lied a lot to her.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He picked up and moved down there and he didn't even give her the full reason why. So, yeah, I understood where she was coming from. I guess we could talk about the whole wrap up of the Savannah plot line because I was surprised that it did wrap up as early as it did in terms yeah. of the mystery of what happened to her. So yeah. what did you all think of that?
2: Uh, I actually really liked it. it. It was not what I was expecting at all. I was kind of expecting to figure out she uh, found that the portal mm-hmm. uh especially after we figured out she uh, was in the basement so i was kind of figured she got lost in the past mm-hmm. but i almost expected to find out she actually died in the past
0: yeah and yeah. maybe we will find that out you know that yeah. she isn't alive in modern day i think it would she would be what like 70 or something i don't know i did not yeah. know I, I was surprised that it wrapped up so early, but I guess part of the reason mm-hmm. I was surprised is because it did. The, the plot point I was talking about that it took them so long to figure out was that she she went to the past. Like I figured that mm-hmm. out several episodes before the kids did. And it just felt like the investigation was dragging a little bit. I was like, when are they going to figure out she went back? I just seemed like that was the only answer (laughs) that they were leading, Mm -hmm. leaning towards. So, and then they did figure it out. And then like within the same episode, they found her, didn't they? Like they went back another time in the past. They went from 1990 to 1960. Mm -hmm. And then they found her in the hotel And there really wasn't much fanfare to it. It was just like, "Oh, hey, Savannah, there you are!" And I'm like, "Hold up, this is what this whole show, the mystery of finding Savannah, and you all aren't like,
2: like,
1: ah, Savannah,' you know? Yeah. -hmm.
2: Yeah. Like, like said she got her happy ending, Mm -hmm. though, finally getting a family.
3: Mm -hmm. Subverted expectations By giving her that though Like I was expecting Like she was murdered gruesomely Like she got taken out With like a dodgeball to the head or something At summer camp who knows (laughs) And then it turns out That she got a fairy tale happy ending In the 60s Like what Yeah. Like I guess that's what's keeping the show Kid friendly and Disney channel appropriate
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah
0: Yeah. But I I found it a little cringy Mm. Yeah, I I guess for me, it just, at times, it seemed like the emotional reactions of the characters didn't really correspond with the situation, so. Yes, Mm -hmm.
3: for me, the biggest part of that was when she sends the message in the can to Ben. Like, my sister and I were both cringing when Ben reads it, and his reaction is not like, oh my god, she ran away. His reaction is one of relief, like, oh, could the 12-year-old girl ran away and now she's uh-huh. living happily out there in the world somewhere. Like, that's mm. a really
0: optimistic viewpoint to have <laughs> a 12-year-old girl who went off on her own. Yeah. yeah. I, mm. I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, that's true. But I guess um another thing is like the very end episode with Harper meeting her dad before he dies, you know? Right. And her reaction, talking to him... I just compare it to Fee meeting her dad. And I know it's not the same situation because Harper had already had however many years with her dad. It wasn't too many more, but no, you know, was like she was like four. So I just imagine Fee meeting Rick, you know, and I guess we know that she, you know, she did and her reaction to meeting him. And then Harper's just like, yeah, I'm going to fix this. You know, like yeah. not even, maybe she just doesn't even, I don't know. It hasn't hit her. That, like, oh, this is my dad. Like, wow, I, I haven't seen him since I was four. You know, it just seemed a little odd. <laughs> yeah, because
1: she wanted to, like, fix the past. and.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I thought it seemed like something Fee would do. To, so, like, go back and, like, be inwardly. Like, oh, my God, I'm with him.
1: But mm-hmm.
3: ex- externally be like, okay, I got to keep cool. I can't let him know I'm from the future. Otherwise, he's going to think I'm crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think part of it is. The show is it's plot driven you know it's it's driven by the mystery it's serialized so sometimes the show maybe doesn't give the time characters time to emotionally process what's going on, I guess because they just have so much to tell <laughs> but so how do we
2: feel about the last episode? I'm frustrated by the uh, clothing where it ended on. Okay.
1: Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was like maybe like a mini series type thing where this would be like the end, but then it's not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, when it said it was it was picked up for an 11 episode series or whatever. I thought it was going to be a complete story, but it wasn't at all. Mm -hmm. Well, it
3: definitely opened itself up for a season two. And it Mm -hmm. kind of reminded me of Strange Days at Blake Holsey High where the network that they had produced it, like, who produced it, was going bankrupt. So the creator of the show had their last episode be the main protagonist ending the world, so that the network that aired the show was basically guilt-tripped into giving them more episodes in the form of a TV movie so they could wrap up the plot points. Mm -hmm. So this seemed to me as a way of them kind of strong-arming Disney into being like, hey, we need more episodes here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: How did you all feel about the revelation of Harper's dad's death, that it really wasn't a car crash?
2: That was so uh, profound.
1: Yeah.
2: I was kind of also frustrated by that because I'm like, why or what was the point of just lying about that uh, for so many years? But well, that's the thing. Uh, just didn't lie about it. Harper
3: was the one who had mm. said it was a car accident, and that just shows that Harper was so traumatized by it, because her dad died right in front of her. She mm. was there, yeah. and she was safe on the boat. Like, think about the story that we've seen in the news with the actress, yeah. Naya Rivera. I do think she of had, that.
0: She mm-hmm.
3: had saved her son, but she had, she had to die to do it. Like, yeah. if that was you and you have memories of it, that's going to mess you up.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would
3: have been so much easier if her dad was like Rick, and that he had died in a supernatural accident, like yeah. Jess had implied, because then you have something to blame. Like, you yeah. could blame an evil entity from her father's right. death, and, like, when you have something to blame, it kind of helps you, gives you something to channel your grief into. Yeah. Uh, the, the Harper,
2: Harper doesn't
3: have that.
2: And <laughs> that,
3: yeah. like, she could blame it on a driver if it was a car accident like oh we could have changed this it was avoidable Mm -hmm. but then for it to be like no he had to do that because he had to save me
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's so much deeper that's a good point that was very surprising to me i that's one thing yeah the show surprised me it really did with some of its you know secrets i guess i was (laughs) i I I don't think anybody could
3: have predicted that
0: Which is funny because they actually did, you know, the Disney Channel PR, I did see they sent out a picture early on in the season that was like of Harper's shoes. And it was like, Harper's an artist and she paints her shoes and the shoes give some hint into her past. And I just didn't think anything of it. But, I mean, it was of, I guess, water lilies or something on her her feet. And if you look around her room, she has all those paintings of being at the lake with someone that appears to be her dad. And it's just... I don't know. I wasn't expecting the show to do that. So I didn't even like theorize that deeply into it. (laughs) So it was
2: definitely the twist of the century. (laughs) Yeah. It it
0: was a really good twist. Yeah. Yeah. And another twist was that um, the ghost is not Savannah. I I wasn't thinking it was Savannah ever. The ghost in the house. And we don't really know who it is. It seems to be applied at the end that it's whoever's in the rocking chair in 1930, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you all thought that too, but it's. I think a lot of people online are still theorizing that it's Harper's dad for
2: some reason. Yeah, maybe we'll figure that out in uh, season two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: anything else we want to say about this show? Spoiler. I
3: do have another thing to say about this show, of where it goes past the line that Disney had drawn for So Weird. Mm-hmm. Can we just spend a moment on the fact that they showed – A group of children at summer camp, when Savannah had gone missing, they're looking on at an active rescue mission. And that rescue mission was pulling something out of the water, implied that they thought might have been her dead body out of a lake. These kids are just looking on, and only after they pulled out the item, which could have been a dead body, did they send the children away.
0: So messed up. Yeah, I totally picked up on that, too. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like, would they actually do this? Like, make them sit and watch? I don't no know. No way. No. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. That totally went past anything. and so weird. That they would have mm-hmm. let him do it so weird. I also liked that the show addressed racism at one point and how Harper, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. won't be able to do some of the same things as Griffin when she goes into the past, just because and how Griffin it. is so ignorant of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really surprising. Yeah. I don't know if she, they'll have to face that in 1930. It seems like, I guess since it's Harper's family's home back then, um, maybe that won't be as much of an issue at the house at least, but I don't know what's going to happen with them there. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't know either, but
3: I do enjoy how they keep the time travel gimmick fresh. Like as much as I enjoy seeing them time travel to the 90s because ooh, the 90s, I was a kid then.
2: <laughs> I feel like
3: that would have gotten old fast if that's all they they had stuck to. Mm-hmm. So I like that they've kind of switched up the eras that they're going to.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall. I mean, I will definitely keep watching, which I was not expecting to say Mm -hmm. getting into this show. Yeah, But I'm very much looking forward to uh, whatever's to come. And Melissa, you say it may not be a while till we get the second season.
2: Yeah, I I was reading that it might not come until, like, summer of next year, Mm -hmm. which is going to suck. But uh, I kind of have my own theory as to what the plot of the season might be until if they do have to wait that long and the kids are grown, I'm thinking that maybe there's going to be a time jump because um, Harper and Griffin and Savannah get stuck in the past and can't come back for some reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe there will just be a time jump and they're gone missing in um, the present time. And just trying to figure things out in the past. Oh, that's a good theory. I'm not sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, we
0: asked for any fans of the Sower Podcast who had watched Secrets of Silver Springs to share some of their thoughts. On Twitter... Walkout Walrus said, I really liked Secrets of Sulphur Springs like I was watching it on Disney Plus and realized all the episodes weren't up. So I actually got a seven day free trial of Hulu Live so I could watch the rest. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be frustrating because the episodes still aren't all up on Disney Mm Plus. Yeah,
3: they are, however, all up on Disney On Demand. So if you get Disney Channel with On Demand, you can watch it that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they're also on, on Disney now, so if you happen to have, like, Xfinity or something, uh, you can a- actually use your password uh, for, like, Xfinity to log in on Disney now. So, uh, uh, a few people
0: on Instagram also shared uh, what they thought of the show, you want to read that melissa
2: or... uh yeah okay uh, flynn uh said it's good it's nice to see them using uh real locations uh it feels like a 90s disney show mm-hmm. and i totally agree Yeah, they filmed in new orleans or in louisiana
0: i don't think it was the new orleans exactly but maybe Okay, and then Ako
3: Lauren Lola wrote that, I've seen only a few episodes, but I'm impressed. I actually find it a little scarier than So Weird. And that's something I agree with. I feel like it's edgier than So Weird was. Mm. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think the Mm -hmm. lighting of this show, maybe it's just because it's, like, high definition. It just doesn't look quite as gritty as So Weird. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not as... I, don't, I haven't had any jumpy moments or anything that I might have had uh, if So Weird was on today, I guess. Like, you yeah, know, like, the ghost boy in the first episode, he made me jump. <laughs> I
3: don't think it's, yeah. like, jump scare scary. I think it's, like, oh, my God, my parents might be murder scary. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's a different kind of scare. Yeah. this Yeah. <laughs> On Instagram said. That Sulphur Springs is interesting. But wish they get on to the point already. So I have to assume. That you have been watching. On Disney Plus <laughs> And are waiting for. Uh, new episodes to appear. On there because. I think they do get to the point.
2: They <laughs> mm-hmm. just Wait till episode 10 or 11. They get to it very quickly. At that point. The last comment we got from Instagram,
0: we don't seem to have the full username, but it's sweetgrass.wins said that they're thinking of watching it.
2: Trinity on Discord it says that she watches uh, Secrets of Sulphur Springs every Friday night, and she really enjoys it. I really enjoy the mystery in, that's in every episode, but I hate always being left on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know i really enjoyed watching it one episode at a time yeah it gave me man. something to look forward to in the pandemic when there's nothing to look forward yeah to.
1: same thing with bond division like yeah all, like all these three like it was great
2: yeah yeah i actually do also enjoy uh shows that i I uh, watch every week just because it gives me time to really sit and think about the mm-hmm. episodes before watching the next one. Yeah, I actually grown to really dislike the Netflix style of dropping the whole season in no. uh, one day. Yeah. <laughs> For that reason. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: also on Discord, um, Cats and Books 8 says Sulphur Springs is the best show Disney has put out in years. It's very engaging. It reminds me of Netflix's Lock and Key in the best uh, way Uh, by the time it's over. I always uh, wish it was longer. And I totally agree with that as well, especially the last part because I was watching uh, the episodes like one at a time. And I swear every episode felt like it was like 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. So those are all our comments on Secrets of Silver Springs from you all. It's cool to hear that a lot of people have been watching, or at least a few of you have. Hopefully more will get into it. If mm-hmm. not, I understand it is a Disney Channel show, but hey, so Weird was too. So. And yeah. it's definitely the edgiest Disney has gotten since So Weird. Do you, would
1: you agree with that billy I think so. <laughs> also like evermore kind of had some spooky like vibes in it as well which is nice that it recommends the both of them so yeah you can watch that too
0: <laughs> we wrapped up on secrets of sulfur spring so now we're going to get into the new season mini series rather of the new are you afraid of the dark revival this series was called curse of the Shadows*. Are You Afraid of the Dark is a show that a lot of So Weird fans are familiar with from the 90s. Obviously, it, it aired on Nickelodeon for, what, seven seasons? I don't know. It was a lot. Back then, it was an, an anthology, and every episode focused uh, around a story that someone in the Midnight Society would tell, and uh, basically, there wasn't a lot of carryover from episode to episode. Each episode was kind of its own individual thing. It's a show that we uh, a lot of us know about, (laughs) but the new (laughs) revival takes a different spin on things. And how do you all feel about that?
1: Yeah, I like the new one better, even though I've only seen like an episode of the original one. But that's just because it's like it's like older, like so weird. But so I have Disney Plus, so actually, you know, I'm seeing so weird. But um, with Already Afraid of the Dark is on their new service, but I don't really need another service. But um, I've seen an episode once because Pluto sometimes airs it. So I went to it one time it was on. And I was like, I need to watch this a bit. So I only saw an episode, but yeah, the new one is much better.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, if you're going by just one episode, it's kind of hard to judge because in the original series, like, every episode was so different from each other. Right. And then also as the show went on and the cast of The Midnight Society changed, that had an impact, too. Uh, But I do agree with you in that I actually prefer this version of the show better.
1: Yeah, because I like more time to tell the story. Yes,
3: they can delve deeper into the story, put more lore into each one, and I really like how they're able to flesh out the characters of the Midnight Society this way. I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the highest points of the new series for me.
0: Totally agree with everything you Mm -hmm. all are saying. I mean, I am nostalgic for Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, the original series, and I bought all the episodes on Voodoo Mm -hmm. a few years ago. You know, there are some episodes I look back on and they still scare me or they still remind me of how much they scared me when I was younger or you know, I still appreciate the twists in the episodes. I feel like I, I I'm more drawn into the story uh, in this new version and the characters you you grow to care for the characters over the season um, because yeah their personalities are so developed and th- there's a lot of character growth, I, I guess I would say, which I always appreciate shows that are more character driven than plot necessarily. So anyway, I just wanted to say that because that actually is uh, something that a lot of die-hard Are You Afraid of the Dark fans don't really like about the new series, it seems like. At least the ones who maybe aren't giving it a fair try. Uh, basically, they just, they don't like that this show focuses on the Midnight Society. It's just not true to the spirit of the show, I guess. That's what I've heard some people say. But, mm. anyway... Yeah, the first series of the Are You Afraid of the Dark Revival came out in 2019. It was just three episodes, and basically the story was completed by the end of the series. So there was a whole different Midnight Society in that series, and the new series is completely different, different cast. This series is called Curse of the Shadows. Okay, so
3: this season revolves around a group of children in the Midnight Society where they live in an area with the Haunted Woods that no children is allowed to go in after dark, otherwise they will be captured by the Shadow Man. And the New Midnight Society has their leader, who has unfortunately gone missing after going into the Haunted Woods himself. So now it is up to the Midnight Society to find out what is haunting these woods, and how do they break the curse of the shadows to free their friend?
0: What were you all's impressions of the the series overall? It's definitely scarier
1: than Secrets of Sulphur Springs, mm-hmm. um, more because it's like jump scares, and that's kind of like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, there are some concepts in the show that are scary as well, mm, uh, you know, like, Someone gets possessed at one point, similar to So Weird. uh, When Jack gets possessed, that really freaked me out. (laughs) They (laughs) have to perform a seance. Yeah. That kind of
3: reminded me about the
0: episode with Annie and the talking board. Right. And then also Medium with Fee. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was surprised. So around the time I watched, I guess, the second episode of the Are You For The Dark series, I had recently watched The Shining, which i had been hearing for years, was like everyone's favorite horror film. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen it before. And I watched it and I was like, OK, this is fun, but it's not like scary. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think it was all that scary. And then I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, the second episode of the series, and something actually really scared me. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And I actually tweeted that out. And then the showrunner for this season liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is very creepy yeah
3: mm-hmm. and I would go as far as to say that this is the best iteration of the show yet like mm-hmm. scarier than the original better than the first season was when it first right. came out in 2019 like there were moments I turned to my sister and was like this is better than the are you for the dark we got as kids
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I honestly feel the same way at this point
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: when I saw that this was going to be six episodes I was a little concerned because it's six episodes and it's it seemed like it was going to be with the same monster over six episodes. So it's was like, how are they going to keep this up? Like, at some point, it's going to get old. But they kept reinventing the Shadow Man and what he was capable of and the situations that they were in. I was mm. not bored once watching the show.
1: No. Not at all. Very entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Obviously, as the So Weird podcast, we spend a lot of time comparing shows to So Weird. But this series actually reminded me more of Supernatural. Mm -hmm. It's early in the series where we get a clip of this young girl, Zoe, and her encounter with the Shadow Man. And it felt a lot like one of the openings for Supernatural in season one or two, where you get this character who's not related to the main characters, but it kind of sets up the ghost story. like. This season has Supernatural vibes, and I'm here for it.
0: Have you ever watched Supernatural, Billy?
3: No. <laughs> oh, you definitely have to check it out. At least yeah. for the first five seasons. After okay. season five, it, it's over. Yeah. It might say there's some more seasons. There's not. It is over.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. people say So Weird is the original Supernatural all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I particularly like that comparison. But, I mean, it is fair. It's very fair. So, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely watch Supernatural at some point. But anyway, yeah, I I, I know what scene you're talking about. And that definitely did give off some Supernatural vibes. You know, Supernatural had a lot of Monster of the Week episodes, too. So there were some sequences in this series that definitely seemed like could have been in Supernatural. Uh, You were talking about how this series kind of focuses on the Midnight Society and how that's actually to its benefit. So what do we think of the characters in this show?
3: I love how
0: each member of the
3: Midnight Society is given their own role to play. And it's something that's discussed throughout the series. And it's always emphasized that each role matters. Even if you think you're an insignificant side character, you're not. You have the greatest power to triumph in the story. I thought Uh that was so powerful. And it reminded me a lot of Harry Potter in some way. In the way that the Golden Trio, like all three of them have their strengths. And they can't do it without each other.
0: Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. Every character had, like, a, a shining moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they all have very fun personalities. Uh, it just seems like, I don't know, this is one of those shows where sometimes the cast, you just don't see them really clicking, uh, you know, with some shows. Or it just doesn't seem believable. But here, they do interact like real kids, you know? And it seems very believable that these people could come together and... something horrible from happening, I guess, (laughs) and and have have that bond, you know, that's portrayed in this show. In terms of callbacks to Are You Afraid of the Dark, did you feel like it was too much? Did you feel like it was too little, like to the original series?
3: (laughs) I thought there was a really good balance. One of my favorite aspects of it was Mr. Sardo. I love that they had so much of the series take place with Mr. Sardo's magic Mm -hmm. shop. Mm -hmm. And the actor that they hired for Mr. Soto
0: was perfect in the role. Yeah,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I know. He was one of my favorite parts, for sure. I just feel like, you know, we didn't really talk about the acting in Secrets of Sulphur Springs. But but the acting in both shows was really good, I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Are You Afraid of the Dark, there were some times when the characters got pretty emotional. And it was all very believable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it didn't feel... Like, you know, kitty acting, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I
3: also loved how they mentioned on the phone Mr. Sardo was talking with Mr. Vink at one point, and I was like, oh my God, I remember him. Mm -hmm.
1: That was such a nice
3: nod. And overall, the best part has to come in the last episode where we have that flashback to Mr. Sardo's childhood and we see the original Mr. Mm Sardo. Like, the actor who played Mr. Sardo in the 90s came back to reprise his role. Yeah richard m dumont by the way and it was such a nice surprise to see that
0: yeah that was really really fun Mm -hmm. i guess that's not too much of a spoiler i don't know but even if you hear that you should still watch this show i just honestly they really they really went there like they really pushed the boundaries for kids television i feel like not just with the jump scares i mean i don't want to get into too much but there is a death in this show um a character mm-hmm. dies. I'm not going to say that's who. huge because when the original
3: Are You Afraid of the Dark was on the air, Nickelodeon had a rule that you could not explicitly state that a
0: child died on a TV show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This character dies, and it's not like their body just magically disappears or something. Mm-hmm. Like the scene continues, and their body is in the frame for a long time. And I'm just, like, watching this, like, is this really on Nickelodeon? Like, is this really happening? I'm curious how kids react to this show. Are, are mm-hmm. any kids watching this show? Or is it just the people that uh, loved Are You Afraid of the Dark Maybe. Back? In the day? Yeah. Um, I hope so. The ratings for this show were not quite as good yeah. as even Silver Springs. Unfortunately, they were kind of competing in the same yeah, time. They were
1: they were. at the same time, which I, which I don't think was a good idea.
0: So this show was so scary uh, that they actually put warnings at the end of the commercial blocks or at the beginning of the show. Like this content may not be suitable for some younger audiences, Mm -hmm. I guess, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Another
3: moment that jumped out at me was at one point where the shadow man is hunting for Luke and he tells the rhyme of five little children and the five little children tells the story of characters who have been, taken out, so to speak, at this point in the story. And it was such a perfect allusion to the poem, Ten Little Indians from Agatha Christie's and Then There Were None. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think that is an allusion that would fly over kids' heads. But the poem itself is so dark and disturbing. And the way the actor delivers it is Mm bone-chilling.
0: That actor in particular was was excellent. I was just honestly so surprised by how good everyone was in the show Mm -hmm. the thing is that it really depended on their acting like if they were not very good actors it would be hard to to buy into it the story Mm -hmm. and take it seriously and um i definitely did because of their performances Mm -hmm. so i guess that's our spoiler free review of the show Mm -hmm. does anyone else have anything else they want to say other than If you haven't watched it, I would definitely recommend you watch it. Um, I don't know if they're going to do reruns on Nickelodeon at this point. Mm -hmm. But the episodes are on the website. You have to sign in for them, I guess, with your cable provider to watch them. Or if you
3: have cable and on-demand, you can check it out on Nickelodeon on-demand.
0: Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. See, I don't have that. That's, like, so fancy to me. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, definitely check it out. The story is so compelling, and honestly, it all wraps up, and, um, you know, it is a little neat in the end. Someone else commented on that on the forum, and yeah, it, it is a little too perfect, maybe, but it was really satisfying, the ending, I felt.
3: It's definitely an enjoyable watch. You find yourself invested in the characters. You see character growth. You see all these callbacks to your old favorites like Mr. Sardot and his magic shop. Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: a nice nod to the original opening that opens with the boat since this Midnight Society has their meetings in the Mm boathouse, which I thought was pretty cool. But this really is such a fun TV show that's darker than our original Are You Fred of the Dark was. Mm
0: -hmm. So it's
3: definitely worth your watch.
0: And because it was the Curse of the Shadows, there were a lot of times when I just wanted to sing the So Weird theme song and the darkness is the light. And actually, they <laughs> called, they, they talked about light and darkness yeah, a lot. And I was like, right. uh, I don't know if it's something So Weird fans in particular will will find similar to So Weird necessarily. But if you liked Are You Afraid of the Dark, definitely give, give the new miniseries a chance. Mm hmm. We are getting into spoiler territory now for Are You Afraid of the Dark? If you don't want to hear any spoilers, skip ahead to 118.45. Alright,
3: so I just want to touch on the development of Colin's character throughout the series. Because we don't see much of him at the beginning because he's missing. But I feel like they really delve into his character through the Society's investigation into his disappearance. And throughout Mm -hmm. the beginning of the series, like, he comes off as such a jerk. Like, he seems to strike me as the type of person who thinks he's always right, acts Mm -hmm. as a leader because he takes charge of the situation, and it seems like Luke isn't able to find his footing because Colin kind of overshadows him. Mm -hmm. But then, by the end of the series, he's learned that he's not right all the time, not to take his friends for granted, and he just seems like such a softer soul all around. Mm -hmm. Like, I really loved Mm -hmm. his character development so much in this.
0: I kind of agree with you at the beginning. I was like, okay, this guy's really kind of annoying. Why, why did they yeah. like him so much? Why are they trying so hard to save him? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but um, yeah, his name's Connor, right? Oh, is yeah. it Connor? I've been calling him Connor. Mm-hmm. The entire time. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Connor, but that actor's <laughs> portrayal of like being possessed by the shadow man and, and all that, it was, it was fantastic. I've already yes. said that, but um, now that we can talk about it, I mean, yeah, the scenes in the school, at the Glow Night party when mm-hmm. he's in the he's in that room with uh, Gabby mm-hmm. and she locks her in. Oh man, like I had chills. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. I think a lot of these actors have been in other things, right? Some of them have been in Nickelodeon shows before. I think at least yeah. the guy, Luke.
1: Yeah, Luke was.
0: He was in like
1: astronaut just, or something i think they're just the astronauts
0: yeah yeah okay
1: yeah
3: and he <laughs> was also in a dog's purpose the movie wonder
0: you know by the end of the the series you you feel kind of hopeless along with luke because all of his friends have disappeared and mm-hmm. i again i just thought that was really bold of nick to go that route and just like yeah. the end of the second ep- the second to last episode you find out that sardo has died apparently yes right? he's gonna do a seance with Sardot, like, right yeah. after he died. Like, how
3: messed up is that? Oh. <laughs> oh. We I also just, I... need to talk about how apparently it's a trend now for characters to time travel to the 90s. Because
0: mm-hmm. that
3: happened in Secrets of Silver Springs. And it happens in Are You for the Dark, too, where the girl who originally disappeared into the woods was a girl named Judy who went there in the 90s and died
0: mm-hmm. trying to save her family's lighthouse. Mm-hmm. The whole backstory of the shadow man was just really interesting. I I just don't still fully. I mean, so she's trying to save the lighthouse. Why does she feel like she has to turn it on? Like at that point, it's, it's already over. Right. I feel
3: like it's more of a symbolic thing Mm -hmm. for her to like, okay, I'm going to defy these orders. I'm going to show you, we are not closing this lighthouse.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, that's what leads to her death. She felt like she had to, to go find the key that her dad threw mm-hmm. out. It was still really interesting and, and compelling how her dad ended up becoming the shadow man. Um, yeah. you know, he would go to whatever lengths mm-hmm. to bring his daughter back. And I mean, in the end, it was a good plan, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she does come back in the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Not at all in the way he intended. I know. Yeah. What happened to him? I don't think it shows us. Yeah. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to see that this guy did something so traumatic to everyone just got to live his life. Like nothing had happened. I don't know. Maybe you do, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Judy would. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cause Judy still has no idea of what her dad did.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I mean the finale, the the final episode, Luke speaks to Sardo And looks back into Sardo's memories kind of in the same way through the seance. You know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. At this point, I was just like, I'm loving this. I don't even care if it makes sense, you know. But there was some of that that I was kind of confused about. Like, how did he figure out that they needed to use the book? And and how did they piece that together? Like, it explained it, but I was still a little confused, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I should rewatch it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I was so impressed by the fact that Sardo died. I was glad that he came back in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. it was kind of like, oh, man. I don't Way know. Way to ruin a good plot point. Yeah. 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 But, again, I was happy he lived. It seems like he doesn't remember them, right? Or They does left he? that
3: ambiguous. Because yeah. at yeah. first, it's like he doesn't. And then at the very end, when it's just him and Luke, he gives luke a warning i forget exactly what he said because i only watched it once Mm
0: -hmm.
3: but it gives you that hint of like he does know Mm yeah
0: i in the end i'm happy either way but i was kind of hoping that he stayed dead too (laughs) (laughs) you know
3: i feel the same like i'm glad he's back but then it kind of diminishes his death
0: yeah and you know cuz also the the show acts like oh all those kids that were in the Shadow Man's like uh you know Lighthouse or whatever house. Yeah, the dark yeah. house. Thank you. They won't be able to make it into the light. It's been too long. I know. Oh, that's so sad. And that oh also God, was have like. To talk about that scene with Zoe. Right.
1: I was like. like that oh. thing where
3: Zoe hangs back and Connor goes back for her and holds her hand and leads mm-hmm. her into the light. And she just fades yeah. away. He's like, like I'm... oh,
0: my like, God. <sighs> it was so sad. I know. Yes. And then in the end she's she's okay. <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> but again, I I understand why it, it ended up being just a really happy ending, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was I understand the showrunner of season 2 of Are You Afraid of the Darkest named JT Billings. And um, if you look at his Instagram, one of the things he says in his Instagram profile bio is I don't want realism, I want magic. So, you know, I'm not too surprised hearing that that's kind of his mindset, that that's the way he went with everyone getting a happy ending in the end. As mm-hmm. far as characters go, a couple points. One,
3: I love the relationship between Hannah and her younger brother, Seth. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. way that she tricks him with holding the glass of water with the broom handle to the side
1: right. <laughs> so that
3: she can sneak out. And the way they both play that same prank on their mom later, <laughs> like that's just classic siblings. Like it, it's so funny to watch them together. Yeah, and I can relate to being the annoying younger sibling wanting to hang out with your older sibling's friend because that was me as a kid.
1: Mm. So
3: I loved Seth in this show, and I was also so rooting for Luke and Hannah. The subplot of their crush on each other was
1: adorable.
3: (laughs) I shipped
0: it absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I. get too into that part yeah. of it. I, mean, I thought it was kind of cute, but I, I do agree with you about Seth. So I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark at the same time I was watching Secrets of Sulphur Springs, and I was just kind of reflecting on the the fact that I was enjoying Seth's presence more in Are You Afraid of the Dark than I was the twins' presence in Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, you know, there was a reason for him being there, and the mm-hmm. show made it pretty clear. He deserved to be part of the Midnight Society. Right, he no. existed
3: as part of the story, not as part of audience engagement. Yeah,
0: exactly. And
3: the difference between yeah. that is clear. Yeah, right. totally. And then also, at the ending, it goes all meta when they're at the glow dance, and Jay finally gets a girl, and they're talking about reboots versus originals. Mm.
0: That was mm-hmm. such a great way to end the show. I know. Mm-hmm. I I could see some people rolling their eyes at that. You know, like it's too breaking the fourth wall or whatever. I love it when shows break the fourth wall. I know. I, I liked it too. And, you know, yeah. I felt like it was, it was a good point. They said what? That the original is always better, but... The reboots can be fun. Yeah. So, you know, yep. I think that's something to keep in mind. as so weird fans, too. If we ever get a reboot, we better have fun mm-hmm. with it and not get to, you know, right. <laughs> just yeah. enjoy it for what it is. I think we all actually find the reboot or the revival of Are You Afraid of the Dark to be maybe a little more compelling than the original. So, <laughs> okay. We do have some comments from people who mm-hmm. also um, tuned into Are You Afraid of the Dark. Alright, so this comment comes from Nate on Twitter.
3: I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? Curse of the Shadows. And as a huge fan of the original, I thought it was great. I thought it was some of the best children's horror in recent years. Lots of nods and references to the original show and had a really great storyline. I agree with all of that completely.
0: Yeah. The storyline was, it it kept me drawn in more even than the the season one. Although I really liked season one. That's the thing. Me too.
1: Mm -hmm. Season
0: one, when it ended, I was like, oh, goodness, I really hope that they keep this cast around. I really like this Midnight Society. Yeah, like, I kind of like so, it. <laughs> they're so and like, great. this just blew all expectations out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that yeah. good. But I still find myself thinking, oh, I really like this cast. Oh, I hope mm-hmm. they don't get a new one. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if the show keeps, you know, getting oh, better and better, yeah. I mean, what can you say? Yeah. Great comment. We didn't really get too many comments on our You're Afraid of the Dark, but on our forum, Betsy, known as Mischief This Monkey, on the forum posted a review. So I'll, I'll go ahead and read that. But Betsy, if you don't know, is uh, also involved with the So Weird podcast. She runs a lot of our social media. Um, she's great. So everyone, give a shout out to Betsy. She's awesome. So she said, it was so good. I watched the entire series this weekend. Three things I didn't like. The younger sibling tropes are tiresome. The romantic storylines in these shows never keep my interest. There were too many jokes about how old the 90s are. What I did love is that the girls solved their own problems with science, spoke up to adults and the friends, and even one scene, a female lead walks away from a male lead when he said something rude to her. Yay to girls who don't accept BS. Also, the boys hugged and cried together, expressed emotion without judgment, and at one point, I won't spoil why, grabbed hands. Not once did they make gay jokes or have characters exchange disgusted faces in these scenes. It meant so much to see that kind of respect and healthy friendship. I loved that Are You Afraid of the Dark didn't hold back and trusted if their audience wanted to see it because it's scary. They got what they asked for. Their overall story had some terrifying jump scares that I'm sure would have given me nightmares as a child, but I found entertaining now. And while I think the ending was too neatly wrapped, I appreciate them not forcing cliffhangers or leaving things open. It was satisfying, and I can imagine watching it during Halloween. And then uh, she pointed out that uh, one nerdy thing, Matt Kaplan is credited as the executive producer of the series, and that name seemed familiar. He was producer for the To All the Boys trilogy based on Jenny Han's books. He used to work for Awesomeness Films before finding his own production company, uh, Ace Entertainment. That's why the two companies share production credits with Will Smith. Yes, that Will Smith's Overbrook Entertainment. Awesomeness and Overbrook were behind Part 1, but because of Kaplan's position change, op- op- Awesomeness, Overbrook, and Ace share credits on Parts 2 and 3. So yeah, that's pretty interesting some really good points in there. Uh, as for the jokes from the 90s about how old the 90s are, I don't know if it's just because I didn't binge-watch the show, but I didn't pick up on too much of that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But maybe yeah. if you binge-watched it, it would be more noticeable. Um, Those are she...
3: such good points, mm-hmm. especially about the relationships between male characters
0: and how it just shows healthy friendships. Mm-hmm definitely. And she said that, um, you know, they didn't make any gay jokes, which, uh, you know, I certainly appreciate as well. Just wanted to point out that JT Billings, the showrunner for the show is openly gay. So it's important to have that kind of representation Mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes as well. Because obviously, that wasn't going to fly, I'm sure for him. (laughs) Thank you all for your comments. And I hope you guys all go
3: check out Are You for of the Dark, Curse of the Shadows If you haven't mm-hmm. already Because it is such a fun, enjoyable watch You get sucked into these characters And their little lives mm-hmm. It's entertaining It's scary at some points. Mm-hmm. It's
2: just such an enjoyable ride
1: mm-hmm.
2: Alright, Melissa You're welcome to come back on <laughs> oh, okay. I- I'm on And <laughs> well, it- I'm so tempted to watch it now <laughs> You really should. Why, why yeah. are you watching it? Uh, yeah. I was never really into... It. Are you afraid of the dark as a kid? So I don't have that nostalgia to it. You have to be into the original, because this is nothing like
3: it.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: it sounds like that. Maybe I will uh, give it a shot one of these days when I'm... It, it's on Paramount Plus, isn't it? Well, the first season is. I'm sure the second season will get on there eventually, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. I recently got Batman Plus because a lot of the Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. I did enjoy as a kid happened to be on there. And I'm like, nostalgia for me? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I was more into Nickelodeon when I was like really young and mm-hmm. into cartoons. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. For this discussion, Billy. We really loved having you on.
1: Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Tune in, guys. Keep tuned into our social media. Uh, more fun things are going to come, especially on YouTube. So if mm-hmm. you aren't following us on YouTube, definitely do that. Uh, I think it's about time to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've been going on for quite a while. We're very yeah. enthusiastic about both these shows. So mm-hmm. uh, that's great. This has been the So Weird Podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Melissa. I'm Cap.
1: Um, I'm Billy.
0: <laughs> Keep the faith.